Good Thursday morning to you with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. It's time for MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. Kind of interesting show for you coming up today. Usually during the fall and wintertime, it's jammed up with a bunch of uh, football and or basketball. But today, we're off the beaten track. And we're telling folks some things that they can get involved in or give as a gift to uh, sports folks that they know and love here in the uh, holiday season. Going to have Bill Blackwell on with the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. Also, Jeff Norton from the Mississippi Tennis Association and Margot Coleman from the Mississippi Golf Association. Also, we'll... Uh, We'll pose the question to each other that there's not really an answer for. Why is SEC basketball dreadful again? This weekend is the New Orleans Bowl with Southern Miss and Louisiana Lafayette. And why are people clamoring for the quick hook on deck? That and more coming up Season Pass, Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Reports from Aleppo, Syria, say people are being evacuated from the besieged city. Syria's warring parties have asked the United Nations to monitor and help the effort. Lisa Schlein reports from Geneva. The U.N. estimates about 50,000 people will be evacuated. The U.N. was not part of the evacuation agreement. Nevertheless, advisor Jan Egelin says the U.N. stands ready to accompany those waiting to be evacuated from East Aleppo to the opposition-controlled town of Idlib or as far as Turkey, if they wish. We need to work on, on how to get them out of harm's way. But I am afraid for what may come when this operation is over, both to the people of Idlib and all of the other areas uh, that that are still uh, contested. Besides East Aleppo, Egelin says there are 700,000 other civilians that remain trapped in 15 besieged areas of Syria. He says they, too, are without protection and without humanitarian aid. For NPR News, I'm Lisa Schlein in Geneva. The Kremlin is denying an NBC News report that Russian President Vladimir Putin oversaw an operation to hack Democratic Party computers in the U.S. presidential elections. From Moscow, Charles Maines reports. From President Putin on down, Russian officials have always denied any role in the hacking of DNC computer infrastructure, and that tradition continued today. Putin's presidential spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, called the NBC story laughable nonsense, while Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said he couldn't help but be startled by what he called the obvious stupidity and absolute lack of perspective of the report. NBC News quotes U.S. intelligence as saying President Putin was personally involved in the Russian hacking operation, which the CIA now concludes was designed to help Donald Trump win the White House. President-elect Trump says he wants to improve U.S.-Russian ties. As a candidate, Trump also expressed sympathy for Kremlin positions regarding Syria, Ukraine, and NATO's role in Eastern Europe. For NPR News, I'm Charles Maines in Moscow. The National Weather Service is warning of dangerously cold weather from the Upper Plains to the Northeast. Parts of Maine could see wind chill temperatures fall to nearly 40 degrees below zero by tomorrow. Meanwhile, on the West Coast, heavy snow has fallen on western Oregon. It snarled traffic in the Portland area on Wednesday. The heavy snow and significant ice created dangerous driving conditions, according to National Weather Service lead forecaster Bob Oravec. Typically, the Pacific Northwest is known more for its rainy patterns, but often there can be cold air that gets stuck across parts of the Northwest, and when we do get the moisture off the Pacific Ocean, we can see some very dangerous winter weather conditions there, too. Many drivers in Portland abandoned their vehicles after being stuck for hours in traffic jams. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 136 points at 19,929. The Nasdaq is up 35 points. This is NPR. The Trump transition team has confirmed the president-elect will nominate Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke to be Interior Secretary. 
In a separate development, the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission says he'll step down in January. FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler says he'll resign effective January 20th on Inauguration Day. The Obama administration is making a last-ditch effort to protect federal funding for Planned Parenthood. NPR's Allison Kojak reports that new regulations from the Department of Health and Human Services that ban discrimination against the group could be overturned next year. The new HHS rules bar states from excluding Planned Parenthood from being able to compete for federally funded grants. The federal government gives states money to support family planning and women's health services. The federal grants can't be used for abortion services, but several states have tried to prevent Planned Parenthood from getting the grants anyway because the group performs abortions at some of its clinics. The new regulations only provide limited protection for Planned Parenthood, and Congress could overturn the rules next year. The Congressional Review Act allows lawmakers to reverse agency rules if both houses of Congress and the president agree. Allison Kojak, NPR News, Washington. The NBA and its players' union have reached a tentative agreement on a new contract. It could last for seven years, but needs to be ratified first. If approved, the NBA season would start a week earlier. There would be wage increases for rookie scales and a big jump in minimum salaries. Talks between the NBA and the union have gone on for months. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from... American Express, offering charge and credit cards to help business owners cover the big purchases they need to make when they need to make them. More about American Express business cards and services can be found at open.com and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Nina Totenberg. You can support the programs you love by donating that unwanted vehicle. It served you well over the years and can still get you around town, but let's face it, it's just taking up space. Donate it today. It could be worth hundreds of dollars to this station, and you could get a tax deduction. And thank you. Go to mpbonline.org and find the contribution link on our homepage. We appreciate your support of our programs. Welcome back in PB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White here with Sam Wells. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, Sam, interesting show lined up today. And uh, part of the the uh, motivation for the show is to let people know about some things that, you know, maybe they can give as gifts yeah. for uh, the, the sports person in their family. Because there's only so many polos that you can buy. You know, there's ties aren't a big thing. I mean, look, there's all I mean, there's every yeah, I can get my own ties. I don't need that stuff. Yeah, there's every bag of, of trinkets and whatever other junk you could slam a logo on that every fanatic already has and accumulates throughout the year. You want to get off the beaten path and get them something really good. Yeah. Something that makes it at least gives the illusion that you were thinking about it. Yeah. Thinking and, hard. And it uh, <laughs> and the stuff we have coming on today will help uh, some organizations in the state of Mississippi, and it'll help get the word out about some good sports that you can play forever. Absolutely. Most of the sports we have coming on is we have folks from the uh, Mississippi Golf Association and Mississippi Tennis with the USTA. Uh, so you can play tennis and golf forever, Jay. That's you right. You don't have to. If you're in a wheelchair, you can play tennis. Heck, somebody could beat me in a wheelchair right now oh, when I yeah. play tennis. Oh, man. <laughs> My wife plays competitively, and um, and then I've, we've been to some of these like state tournaments or regional yeah. tournaments, and oh, boy. Yeah. When you see somebody who knows what they're doing, it's pretty 
It's pretty good. It is. It uh, it's a lot of fun to watch because yeah. uh, I mean you have players that are really 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 good and you can you can see them up close, unlike yeah. at some tennis tournaments. Although, you know, like the Memphis Open is coming up just around. Uh, I think it's in February. Yeah, in right Memphis. around the end here. And I I don't know, man. A couple years ago, um, I, I watched a semifinal up there. I think K K Nichikori yeah. was in the semifinals. He was the fifth ranked player in the world. I was probably like thirty feet from him, wow. watching him play. Still top ten. Uh, I'm just like, oh my goodness, that was this is amazing. I'm watching this guy play tennis, fifth best player on the planet. Yeah, anyway. still in the top ten right now. <laughs> right. Now so. I think I said in our in our billboard, I think I said the Mississippi Tennis Association, but you're right. It's it's like it's USTA Mississippi is uh, yeah. technically what it is. So, uh, and uh, we'll have uh, that's uh, Jeff Norton uh, from uh, USTA Mississippi will be on about ten thirty five, and uh, Margot Coleman Mississippi Golf Association. About ten forty-five, and here in about ten minutes, we'll have Bill Blackwell, the executive director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum, and uh, we'll talk to him about um, how you can buy a membership as a gift for somebody. That'll be very, very cool. Yeah, and of course, you can also buy a membership to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. That's, you can support uh, uh, this sports program. That's so you right. Can do that. That's true. All right. So, uh, a handful of questions here in uh, the minutes as we get things started off. Uh, on this Thursday morning, uh, Saturday night, the New Orleans Bowl. It'll be uh, one of the two bowl games uh, played in Mississippi. This uh, play with Mississippi schools this year: Southern Miss and uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I did see that recently. Uh, UL Lafayette did get official word from the Sun Belt that they are now Louisiana. I don't know. Um, as long as there's a Lafayette and a Monroe in the same conference, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of you is ULL and the other is ULM. Although Louisiana, I'll, I'll give them their due. They've worked really hard and diligently for a long time um, to be called Louisiana instead of uh, Louisiana Lafayette or Southwest Louisiana as they were before. Uh, they they finally got this designation now. And if I was Louisiana Monroe, I would just I would just go by Monroe. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what um, uh, NC Charlotte. I mean, they're not they UNC Charlotte. Charlotte anymore. They're just Charlotte, you know, and there's a, and that's just one example. There's plenty of other ones, uh, you know, California State University at Northridge and Fullerton and all these others. They just, you know, they call themselves Fullerton State or Northridge State, stuff like that. Um, so if I was Monroe, you uh, on Monroe, I would just go by Monroe. Yeah. Uh, as, a Missis- as Mississippians, you got to be... Uh you got to be proud of them to be able to do that, Jay, because, you know, Ole Miss has gone through the Ole Miss, Mississippi, University, Mississippi, Ole Miss University. So, I mean, it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss University. I think finally we it's might my be getting into an, uh, an era where people just call them Ole Miss. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. Jackie Sherrill's not here anymore. So we, well, that's right. Uh, well, the coach, the new, the coach now calls them something different. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, Southern Miss and Louisiana Lafayette, uh, do you have any kind of. Uh, any kind of uh, idea who you want uh, or who you have a good feeling about in that game? I know you're a Mississippi guy, so. I would assume I would, you know, Southern Miss, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, Coach Hudspeth over there at uh, Louisiana has been doing a pretty good job for a while, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you never know. And I think uh, I think it's going to be important for Southern Miss to win this game and, and get into the offseason with a, a positive note. I especially think that's the case for Mississippi State. Um, but we aren't talking about that right now. But to lose that bowl game if you're Mississippi State to a team that uh, is inferior and go five and eight it would look really bad. <laughs> so so uh, they really need pretty much just going five and eight would look really bad. It uh, would. So Southern Miss needs to, uh, but definitely USM can win this game and have some huge momentum going into the off season. You know, I think I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's important. 
and I know that team will be working for their seniors uh, because this senior class. I mean, you got to remember. Uh, I believe. I mean, when they came in, or they were they freshmen in the, in the Ofer season and yeah. sophomores in the in the one win season, uh, or did they come along? I think they came along in the the one win, and then they had three the next year, and then last yeah. year they played for the conference championship and won a division, and then this year there was all these expectations on them to repeat uh, and maybe be that G five team in the country, and uh, they they've struggled mightily through the middle of the season, but guys like Ito Smith, Dylan Bradley. Uh, and of course, um, uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. I was trying to say Austin Davis for some reason right there, but yeah, <laughs> Nick Mullins. Thank you. Old school. Those guys are you know seniors, and they've done a ton of work at Southern Miss, and I know everybody wants to send them off in the right way. As far as Hobson goes, man, I think just getting uh, winning that game against Louisiana Tech and getting to that bowl game, uh, I think for so many people. Uh, just getting to this bowl game and having another bowl season, it it erased, ultimately, I think it's going to make people forget a whole bunch of the middle of this season that was not very good. Yeah. And they got run around the field by a bunch of teams that were way inferior, both in talent, um, uh, or just from a roster standpoint. And uh, that was the hang-up on this season. This was going to be a, a ridiculously underachieving season. But getting to a bowl and having this extra time and all this anticipation of another bowl game for their program, I think that's uh, erased a lot of uh, what would be ill will maybe from the fan base. So important yeah. for them. I will say this to close out this uh, little uh, discussion about uh, the Southern Miss season. Um, and I think from a Mississippi standpoint, I think a lot of us should be thinking this way. Uh, it, it was a horrible season for Southern Miss. They should have done way much better. Uh, I think uh, Jay Hobson, Hobson knows that, and I hope uh, uh, their fans hold them to that uh, expectation uh, next season because this team vastly underachieved, in my opinion. Well, That's, I mean, there's no I, I doubt thought, about it. I thought they'd win 11 games this year. That was my that was my prediction, uh, and it didn't work out like that. But um, a lot of teams in our state need to get off the mat <laughs> for next season. That's an eight o'clock game on Saturday night at the Mercedes Benz Superdome, Southern Miss, and uh, Louisiana. And I think they'll do it. I think they'll beat them. I do too. Uh, why is SCC basketball so dreadful, Sam? It's another season, <laughs> and we're one year deeper into this um, uh, this this. Uh, edict from the league for the coaches and the ads to schedule better and 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 take care of your rpi and schedule with um awareness of how games will mess with your rpi or not or build it or they feel like they they know the design that you need to schedule with to to raise the league as a whole and you know last year you saw some good things coming and we we heard about a lot of teams that people thought were going to be better this year and man, it just hasn't materialized so far. No, it has not. South Carolina has been a pleasant surprise, although they did lose the other night. Um, boy, I, the team that really sticks out to me, and uh, we're probably going to get a little bit of a flack from this, but man, Mississippi State is awful, and I don't know why they're so bad. Well, they're they streaky. have a couple of yeah, but they're too streaky. They're streaky in that they lose games at home to East Tennessee State. Like, get out of here with that. I mean. They have way too much talent on that roster to be so bad, and they and the way they lost to let the uh, let that team get three offensive rebounds with ten seconds left in the game to yeah. beat them. I mean, they lost to Southern University last year with Malik Newman, who was supposed to be you know the next big thing. I mean, I, I can't even. Well, he didn't I just, turn out to be the he next did big not, thing. But Ben Howland's turning out to be not the next big thing either. Uh, and this this, I, I just feel like one day we'll be watching the game and the light will come on and they'll just be great for 
year, for two or three years. Well, but the, the thing it just is, hasn't flicked on yet. Wait, the problem with Mississippi State basketball is that they'll play a couple of games and it looks like the light has come on, and then it won't. And then you have a game like last night, like East Tennessee State last yeah. night. I mean, the the previous two games that they played, uh, I mean, they hammered a couple of teams. Yeah. And uh, won the, by double digits the, uh, comfortably yeah. in both. And then you're like, okay, well, look. And and my thoughts yesterday uh, when somebody asked me about it was that, uh, you know, obviously it looks like when Quindary Weatherspoon had that uh, what was thought to be yeah, season-ending injury, and then he comes back, you know, like uh, basically about 10 days later, I think in that time that he was gone, it forced guys to step up into roles. And, and we, uh, okay, we're our best scorer, our best defender, you know, one of our best rebounders, our best shooter. And I say best defender. I mean, he's basically the best at everything on the team. Yeah. Is gone. So we're going to have to pick up the slack. He's not going to be able to, you know, to tote our rear ends around all year long. Uh, and so guys start to fill in those holes. And then you get him coming back and you add his ability back on top of, you know, this assumed responsibility from these young players. And I mean, they played Oregon state and they won by 17. They played Georgia state and won by 18. And you're like, okay, well they figured it out. Yeah. So here we go. And then they lay that egg against East Tennessee state. They're going to play Monday night at the Mississippi Coliseum. Bless their hearts against Southern (laughs) miss. Bless their hearts too, for playing in that building. Hey, they got new bathrooms though, man. For, well, the, for, the, for the people that go to the game, they the have flood starts with a raindrop. So uh, yeah, so and, and, and hey, let's not leave Ole Miss off of this list either. They got absolutely thumped at home by uh, by uh, Middle Tennessee State, and some people will say, "Well, hey, they were competitive and should have beat Creighton." Well, they didn't. They should have beat them, and they didn't. And Ole Creighton's Miss is streaky too. You know, they beat Memphis. Uh, yeah. They played really, really well against Memphis. Uh, but then, like you said, yeah, I mean, they've they played Creighton hard. And look, they were ahead by eleven. There's there's been games at the SEC scheduled all throughout their non conference. That Florida were was meant, up on Duke. They were meant to be games that would establish the league's RPI. In the last ten days, though, Missouri lost to Arizona. Ole Miss lost by five to Virginia Tech. Uh, Tennessee lost by two to North Carolina. Uh, Florida lost by five to Florida State. Alabama lost by nine to Oregon. South Carolina South Carolina lost by three to Seton Hall. Auburn lost by one at Boston College. Um, and Vanderbilt got beat by twenty three against Middle Tennessee State, who, as you mentioned, had beaten Ole Miss already. Middle Tennessee State beat him 71-48. to 48. Hey, new coach, Bri- new coach Bryce Drew, good. That's all i got to say about that. And then here we go. You know, <laughs> Texas A&M beat South Carolina State by seven the other night. That's yeah. gross looking. Yeah. And then, was it two nights ago, LSU had to basically erase a double-digit halftime or first-half deficit to storm back and defend their home floor against North Carolina Central. Yeah, and then, you know, we talked about Mississippi State beating those two teams pretty bad, Oregon State and Georgia State. The week, you, the week, game before that, uh, my Northwestern State Demons gave them all they wanted. Yeah. At, uh, well, they the lost to too. Lehigh also So yeah, in so, this I mean, non-conference. So it's, I, uh, I don't know what what and, it is. And Auburn, too. You, you feel like Auburn, the, the lights got to switch on, too, at some point, but it just hasn't. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's like with Howland at State – you get the same thing with Pearl at Auburn uh, and Barnes at Tennessee to a certain extent. All these guys are recruiting a ton. Um, it's time to coach a little bit now. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they obviously these guys have replenished the rosters, uh, but the very top teams, they turn players over all the time. 
the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas. Now, look, I'm not comparing any SEC team's roster outside of Kentucky to like Duke or North Carolina or, you know, but I mean, how about Gonzaga? Gonzaga's not dragging in five All-Americans every year, but they don't hit a lull yeah. ever for some reason. Yeah. And uh, the the basketball media nationally is kind of the tide is turning on some of these coaches in the SEC a little bit. Saw it last night with Howland yeah. after their loss to East Tennessee State. A bunch of people were like, look, I mean, he's recruited like gangbusters, I even heard it say. I don't necessarily know what that means, but uh, I think it's supposed to be really good. But at some point, you got to turn all of this talent on your roster into wins or at least having a program that is not susceptible to losing on your home floor to East Tennessee State. Yeah, it's really, really, he, he's had some bad non-conference losses the last two years. And I mean, I get it. Look, the, the roster was kind of in a shambles last year, but he brought in some new pieces. But man, you can't lose to a SWAC team on your home floor. You just can't do it. I mean, it kills the rest of the league and your RPI. I mean, uh, their RPI last year at one point was in like 250. Yeah, unless it's Texas Southern. They're really good. Well, yeah. Texas Southern is really, really good. All right. Um, uh, by the way, while, while we've got a second here, congratulations to Blue Mountain College. This happened last month. It happened, I think, the last week in November. They beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. Now, that's a SWAC school, but it's still Division One. And uh, Blue Mountain is an NAIA school, and they went over there and they beat them. They beat them in triple overtime. Oof. So congratulations to the toppers uh, for that really awesome win for them. Uh, they and I think they and William Carey are in the same league. William Carey. Had their coach on a couple weeks ago, their preseason top 10. So, going to be some battles in that league this year. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Bill Blackwell, the, the executive director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. With Sam Wells, I'm Jay White. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. What makes a dish American? Sarah Lohman is a historical gastronomist, and she says it's all in the basic flavors, like chili powder. The man who invented chili powder didn't want to have to grind all those chilies, so he created this dried chili powder to be used in Texas Mexican cooking. I'm Audie Cornish, the eight flavors of American cuisine, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. MPB Radio's local programs are available now as podcasts. Sure, you love your MPB mobile app. It streams your favorite program anytime you like. But when streaming's not the thing, say, in flight or driving on the Natchez Trace, download your favorite podcast and you've got it in your pocket. Available on iTunes or on any podcast app. Grab your local MPB podcast now. This is MPB Think Radio. Well, we're enjoying your program so much. Always do. 
I love your show. It's great. Hi, how are you? I'm loving your program. It hit me right in the face. MPB Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back, MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. In our studio with us now, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum, um, Mr. Bill Blackwell. How's it going? Going very well. It's good to have Appreciate you. Appreciate being here. I know you as uh, the the general manager of the uh, of Jackson's Double A baseball team for a long time. So uh, that's uh, that. I, I feel like. I still look at you that way. It's, uh, well, but, uh, baseball is still uh, uh, very dear to me. Uh, yeah. After spending 33 years uh, running minor league teams, that's mm. uh, where all my training came from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the reason that um, we're having our guest on today is to talk about things that would be cool gifts for this, the sports fanatic in your life besides you know, whatever, you know, trinkets or sweaters or polos or T-shirts or hats. Besides a Snuggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Snuggies and everything else. I mean, anything you can slam a logo on, Fanatics already have that stuff ad nauseum. So trying to think outside the box a little bit, and um, a membership to the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, um, w- when I thought of it in those terms, I was like, oh, man, that would be amazing. And I would like, I would be in awe of the other person actually it, that it, it makes it look like somebody was really thinking hard about a cool gift they could give you. We've got uh, several suggestions for you. Uh, obviously, memberships, they start as low as $25 for an individual membership for a year. Yeah. Uh, you get in and out. You get uh, some guest passes and those kind of things. We've got family memberships uh, where everybody in your immediate family uh, has access for a year, and that's $100. Or uh, uh, if you've got uh, a lot of money to spend, lifetime memberships can be broken down to $200 a year for five years or a $1,000 gift at one time. And uh, that gets you lifetime free passes to the museum for you and the uh, immediate family. It gets you uh, 10 uh, any day passes uh, that you can give to family or friends. Yeah. throughout the year. So those are the uh, three membership packages that we have and all very affordable. And uh, uh, any contribution to the hall, because we are a 501c3, uh, is tax deductible up to the IRS regulations. Oh. And uh, so uh, it, it can be uh, very beneficial if you act before the end of the year. <laughs> uh, other ideas, though, we've got plenty of those as well. We've expanded our gift shop, and we have a lot of one-of-a-kind items, helmets autographed by, you know, uh, some of the players that are in our Hall of Fame or uh, uh, people that we think will be in that Hall of Fame. So uh, a number of different ways that uh, uh, people can find gift items. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, the memberships, uh, you can spend uh, a lot of time in the Hall of Fame walking through, looking at oh, the man, exhibits. Yeah. We uh, uh, recently opened a new exhibit for uh, uh, the uh, MS Preps Awards that the uh, Clarion Ledger sponsors the last two years. We did our own high school awards, but on a much smaller scale than they do. 
uh, they give each school gets, you know, the outstanding football, basketball, soccer, whatever sports they're playing. Uh, and we've got them all on a kiosk and they've got uh, pictures of uh, the individual winner. They can touch the screen, bring up all their statistics, tell a little bit about them. Uh, you can go back uh, for the, I think there were seven major categories that they awarded uh, the top male athlete in the state, the top female yeah. athlete, the top team. Uh, you can watch about a five-minute video uh, of the presentation to them and, and their stories. And uh, so it, it's uh, our newest exhibit. Uh, it's only been in for a couple of weeks, and we're very excited about that. And that's a situation where the 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 hall is the the exhibit floor is a very fluid thing. You guys are adding new stuff all the time. And I know since uh, since Rick jumped in uh, when Michael Rubenstein passed away, his first thing was, uh, you know, Michael was working so hard to keep the thing above water that some of the technology had lapsed. And I don't know that was one of Rick's big things is to. Bring the technology back up, and he did a great job doing that. And well, I know you guys are adding a, stuff all the time. It's a never-ending battle, as you know. <laughs> technology keeps changing and improving. Uh, we've uh, uh, had things that have been back in our uh, activity area for the kids when they come in. Uh, we're trying to get those upgraded. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to uh, uh, get all of the film and video that we've accumulated in the 20 years the hall has been open. Uh, and trying to get it digitized where people can access it, uh, where we can access it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a major uh, uh, tab there, and we're working on grants and other things trying to uh, uh, be able to preserve that. Our uh, our uh, mission statement says that we are uh, to uh, protect, promote, and uh, uh, preserve all of the sporting heritage of the state. So uh, to do all of that uh, uh, sometimes takes more than uh, uh, <laughs> what we've uh, got in the bank right now. Yeah, uh, it, it's a great place. I mean, I could, I could, I could cut a promo to make you want to go there right now, regardless. I think that's what we're doing now. Of uh, what sport <laughs> that you uh, that you love. I mean, you can. I mean, you can be face to face within arm's length of uh, you know Olympic gold medals. Um, we just updated our Olympic room to uh, include the uh, medal winners from the uh, Rio games. Uh, we are efforting to try to get uh, uh, Tori Bowie yeah. uh, to make an appearance at the hall to honor her. Uh, Sam Kitchen, we would welcome the thing, or, or Sam or Brittany Reese. Uh, you know, anybody uh, in those categories we would uh, – love to have in and have some people have access to them, uh, uh, be able to see them, shake their hand and, and yeah. go from there. And I think depending on what part of the state you are from or what your favorite sport is, uh, you can, you can find, I mean, from, you know, from, from Tishomingo, from to Tishomingo County, Iuka down to Gautier. I mean, well, anybody could walk into there and find something that can be their favorite thing and latch on to. Well, and it's funny you mentioned the, the different counties and areas <laughs> and cities in the state. One of the projects that we haven't got funded at this point, but we want to see happen, uh, is to have on all of our touchscreen kiosk uh, where a map would pop up and you can touch uh, whatever city or county yeah. it is. Uh, for example, if you touch Starkville, 
uh, all the people that played at Mississippi State would pop up if you taught, uh, touched Drew, Mississippi. You know, Archie yeah. Manning shows up. Uh, so to show you where uh, some of these athletes have come, come from, uh, you know, you go to uh, Columbus and uh, Walter Payton and Eddie Payton pop yeah. up. So uh, uh, that's one of the things we're working to try to do. Uh, what our vision is, is to not only have it available on all the kiosks in the museum, but if you go to the website, you can click on those areas mm. and see the list of people and who was from your area of the state. Absolutely. And uh, I, look, I know me, I'm a baseball guy, first and foremost. So the two things that I latch on to when I walk in there is the, the, the Dizzy Dean MVP trophy. Not a Cy Young, right? It's an MVP trophy, a National League MVP trophy, for real, legit, not a copy. It's, it's the real deal yeah. uh, that you can basically be within just a couple, you know, like a foot of. Uh, and and look at it up close. Which World is, Series rings, Hall of Fame rings. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got a great collection of Dizzy Dean memorabilia. And uh, uh, regretfully, we don't even have it all out. We don't have space for all of it. Uh, we uh, had loaned a couple of uh, photographs of Dizzy, one with uh, Roy Campanella and Jackie Robinson, one with uh, uh, Cy Young and uh, Connie Mack. Uh, and we had actually loaned those for an ex exposition that was going on down at the Gulf Coast that recently closed, uh, uh, talking about baseball oh, yeah. uh, down there. And they have uh, uh, also sent us some photographs and things that they had for their exhibition that, that we don't have. So uh, one of the things in the new year that we'll be doing is trying to work the baseball room and mm -hmm. that exhibit uh, to be more inclusive, to have uh, the Shuckers and the Mississippi Braves included in it, to uh, yeah. uh, have some of these different uh, uh, art pieces and, and photographs uh, shown in that area. Yeah, that's that, that's going to be a lot of fun. The other one for me is, and this is just a, uh, I mean, I'm a, it, the, the five Texas League championship banners are hanging in the uh, the far left corner when you walk into the main exhibit hall. And, I mean, I'd, I'd spent more hours than I wish to admit running around underneath the bleachers in that stadium in the 1980s and early 1990s. So seeing those things for the first time, I mean, that was like, Oh man. And to hear Rube tell the story of how he found those, like there was one season between uh professional baseball. I think it was year 2000. Uh, the double a team had left uh, the Houston double a team had left. And uh, there was a year before independent baseball had a pretty good run there for, for the most part. And uh, so the stadium just kind of sat there for a year. And uh, in cleaning some of the stuff up, uh, he saw that they were going to throw those banners away. Five uh, Con, Texas League Con championships. had all of that stuff and don't, made a donation uh, of most of it. Uh, we've got one room in there that's dedicated just to the Mets and the Generals that uh, has all the uh, program covers from the 25 years of the Mets and the Generals being here. Uh, we have team pictures of every year except 1975, which was the first year. <laughs> uh, some of them are kind of sun-faded and those kind of things, but we've got samples of uniforms and uh, trophies and yeah. uh, the mascot outfits and all that in there. <laughs> the general with the big hat, that was uh, always fun. Uh, so let folks know how they can uh, they can get involved. I know you get the, the website. You can also call directly to the Hall of Fame. And, and if, if you wanted to buy somebody a membership. Uh, like you say, individual starts at $25. That's a steal for 
um, nonstop access for a year uh, to you know the things that that sports are identified with in this state. So how how can folks uh, get in touch well, with? Well, you mentioned the website. It's www.msfame.com. So uh, uh, that's relatively simple, and all of that you can fill out the forms uh, without even getting out of your chair. Send it in, and uh, uh, you know we'll send out the membership materials. Uh, obviously, they can uh, call or come by. Our phone number is six zero one nine eight two eight two six four. We're located. Uh, uh, at 1152 Lakeland Drive, uh, back across the parking lot from Smithville Stadium. Uh, and we're open 10 to 4, Monday through Saturday, uh, unless we happen to close for a private rental. Uh, and we've uh, had, luckily, knock on wood, uh, a lot of <laughs> rentals recently, and uh, that's uh, very gratifying. Uh, we've got the conference center in there tonight. There's a fashion show. Uh, we've got a wedding <laughs> rehearsal dinner in the uh, uh, mezzanine tonight. I, I may have um, had mine there also. And I know the kids were running around throwing baseballs and footballs and stuff like that in the exhibits. Uh, they were real excited. Bill, thank you so much for your time, man. Well, Glad to talk to you. Thank you for allowing me to come on. And, uh, again, if anybody's looking for a special gift, whether it's uh, uh, an Eli Manning football helmet autographed or jerseys or different things uh, we've got some of that information uh, on the website and uh, the rest of it is on display at the hall and uh, like I say these are all one-of-a-kind type things so uh, some unique gift ideas there thank you sir Bill Blackwell the executive director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum and forever in my heart the ge- the general manager of the Jackson Mets and Generals. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll be with Jeff Norton from the uh, USTA Mississippi and uh, talking more about what you can do that's uh, cool ideas for the sports fanatic in your life here in Mississippi. With Sam Wells, I'm Jay White. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. We just follow the light. Let's give thanks to the Lord above. Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. The end of the year is the perfect time to get rid of that old car that's been taking up space in your driveway or garage. Why not let someone else sell that car for you while you simultaneously contribute to MPB? Donations received by 12 a.m. local time on January 1st count for the 2016 tax year. Wrap up your year in the spirit of holiday giving and receive a tax deduction for your vehicle donation to MPB. To donate or learn more, go to mpbonline.org. As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news. So listen every day. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. 
makes a dish American? Sarah Lohman is a historical gastronomist, and she says it's all in the basic flavors, like chili powder. The man who invented chili powder didn't want to have to grind all those chilies, so he created this dried chili powder to be used in Texas Mexican cooking. I'm Audie Cornish, the eight flavors of American cuisine, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Happy Holidays from Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Uh, on the way out the door, Bill Blackwell <laughs> was just on wearing this uh, big championship ring. And I was like, what is this? Is that one of those Texas League championships? He's like, nah, World Series. And I was like, what? Man. 1986, New York Mets. Game Legit. Six, man. The real deal. Game six. 86 World Series title ring. Sam, you pointed out we missed an opportunity to, to have Kevin Farrell see that. Oh, he, man. The uh, resident Mets fan. You know, in the our last, building. you know the uh, the last time uh, somebody came from that many runs down to win a postseason seri- uh, game in the uh, in postseason, Jay. No, before the the uh, the Chicago Cubs this year. Yeah, I've last been... time it happened, Mets eighty six. Yeah, game six. I figured that was where you were going with yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta have something to keep my winters warm, man. Absolutely, football has been rough to me. <laughs> yeah, it hadn't been great. But anyway, all right, uh, let's bring on Jeff Norton from. Uh, the uh, USTA in Mississippi. And uh, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. So for folks uh, for folks who don't know, and I may or may not be included in this, <laughs> what role does the USTA play uh, in the sport of tennis in the state of Mississippi? Well, we're an uh, arm, obviously, of the uh, national office, and we're uh, a governing body for competition is really the best way to sum that up. Anything from tournament and league play, and that includes, uh, when I mentioned tournament and league, that's also on the junior and adult side, both. So, And, and we're all things programming, you know, uh, entry level for uh, youth and adult getting started in tennis to, I mean, we'll have age division tournaments actually making the 80s, 85s, and 90s divisions, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> tennis is a lifetime sport, that's for sure. Yeah, that's all, that's kind of why I wanted to bring you guys on, uh, Jeff, because it is a lifetime sport. You can play it. It's not like uh, softball or, or, or you know throwing the football around a little bit because uh, you kind of you can't really play softball forever. But uh, you can play tennis forever. So uh, tell people how they can get a uh, how they can go about getting a membership to the uh, to the USTA Mississippi, and you know just uh, expand on what a great sport it is to play literally for your entire life. Sure. The, the membership piece of that, I mean, obviously, if they're going to play a sanctioned uh, program, whether that be adult league uh, or even junior team tennis, as far as leagues are concerned, and then all this, all, there's also the competitive track with tournaments, that's where you've got to have that membership because you're assigned a membership number, and that's how you're tracked through the rankings and through the league results, and you can advance all the way to national championships and all those programs. Uh, to get into the entry-level part of tennis, you know, there will be programs that maybe a public park will host and private clubs and things like that. You just you know, get your feet wet and go out there and uh, touch a racket and swing it for the first time and, <laughs> and get used to that. It doesn't necessarily require membership. Um, 
the membership is an online thing, as everything is these days, where they can go on and just apply and, and process that. And, and there, we have programs that will set, that will include membership, programs that won't include membership. But once you get into a competitive track that's going to be sanctioned through USDA, that's where you'll have your membership. And our membership is, is, is a nominal fee as far as that's concerned because, you know, you talk about – youth sports where they've got the select soccer teams and they're traveling and things. There's AAU swimming. There's so many governing bodies in the U.S. that have memberships tied to it. And that's mainly because it offers them a tracking advice and th- uh, things like that as far as getting online. You can look at your rankings. You can look at your results. You can register through programs. And having that membership piece and that number is what uh, allows you to be able to process through that a little easier. And the fee also does help with, uh, with with kind of growing the game in the youth uh, area with maybe putting rackets in the hands of people that wouldn't necessarily have an opportunity to be able to have a uh, have a tennis racket. I mean, it's not it's not the most expensive thing in the world, but it isn't cheap either. I don't guess. Right, you know, it, it, it's pretty affordable. You know, obviously the equipment and things like that in any sport is where you're going to look at the most of your cost. Uh, you know, USTA when you're looking at a uh, $40 membership uh, a year for the say an adult to play tennis, the youth membership is not not on that scale as far as that's concerned. They're they're more in the $20 range. But once you're in that uh, membership thing and you go play a league, league fees are, are very minimal. Um, to play a seasonal league fee here in Mississippi, for the most part, we have we've been at $21 and been at that fee for quite some time. So, you know, there's only a uh, – you're still under $100, and you've played uh, probably a three-month season and have a membership. And, of course, there's different programs and things that go on different seasons and things like that. So we do try to keep it pretty cost-minimal. The nice thing uh, that allows our funding, because as you mentioned, the membership is a piece of the funding overall that, that kind of filters down through the national office. But the, the funding baby for USTA is the U.S. Open. Um, so as that money gets to trickle down, you know, obviously when you're talking a major sporting event like that on an international scale, there's quite a bit of money that comes through there, and that's what really funds us to be able to run our programs, uh, keep a solid staff all the way down to a, a local level, CTAs in a, in a local little community have an opportunity to uh, remain organized. Their numbers count for all those programs that they get, and there's even some money through grants and things like that that we can really funnel and grow game all the way down to a small community level. So that's a great support that USTA, how they've modeled that over the years. And, uh, you know, tennis is a game that I've, I've learned over the last two or three years that is, I mean, it's, it is, it has a micro-involvement in communities where, you know, there are certain sports that have, you know, they, they've died or they've waned in popularity in, in, in different places. It's just become, you know, kind of, you know, cliche or, or out of fashion or whatever. But, man, everywhere there are public tennis courts, there are leagues and folks that are, they are for real about it. And it's oh, yeah. and it's really awesome because, uh, I mean, that, that, that keeps people involved and engaged with other folks that are in their community. And you just don't get that a whole lot. In this day and age when we're all neck deep in our cell phones and at home and everything else. And that's just a, that's an opportunity for people to be engaged with other folks in their community. Most definitely. I mean, there's, there's, when you're talking about tennis and that public port, re, uh, public park reference you made there, you can go out there and find, you know, on a weekend, just a family atmosphere. And then in the evenings, you'll see that there's a lot of adult league play being played. And that's after the kids have kind of gone through probably instructional program at, from about three to six o'clock. So the, the social aspect, as well as that competitive track, has allowed tennis to, to really be able to, you know, enjoy that success they have had. Because, you know, even the private clubs, sometimes their leagues may just be an in-house piece. And it's just that social aspect where the ladies' leagues are mixed doubles or, or juniors, whatever it is. If they've got a junior ladder in their club, you know, it's, a, you know, it's who's going to be the top on the totem pole type of thing. So it really allows the entire tennis scope of what's out there in programming to be super competitive or to be social. And the big thing is that we've done probably in the last eight to ten years now is the health benefits. 
And when you get out and you plug that, that's where you're starting to, to see the ability for a public court in a small little park to be able to keep their courts up, not, not to mention we have grant money that uh, they can get a hold of to refurbish old facilities and, and keep them uh, not so much at a state-of-the-art tennis court is still a tennis court. Yeah. But still, they can you know keep it resurfaced, keep it clean, keep fences up and, and windscreens up, and really present a nice little park, and they get utilized. Jeff, let me ask you: How do folks get involved with uh, the USTA here in Mississippi and become? Uh, how can they uh, get a membership? The best way to go about it is just uh, utilize our website mstennis.com, and all things are going to be embedded on that website. You can, there's a junior track, adult track, leagues, tournaments. You can pretty much find everything. Not to mention, just uh, we've got an awesome staffer in the office that uh, we've got an adult league coordinator, a junior team tennis coordinator. Uh, the competitive track and the tournament side have got somebody you can reach out to. So uh, pick up the phone and call us or browse our website. And then through that route, you'll be able to find a, a local contact, either your CTA or all the, the junior and adult programs will have a local coordinator that you'll be able to contact. And you can find that information on there as well. Jeff Norton, the uh, USTA in Mississippi. Hey, real, real fast, how many complaints a year do you get where this this 2.5 is really a 4.0? No. <laughs> you know, the, the nice thing is USTA over the years has built in uh, the, the NTRP system that's embedded on the computer that tracks your rating. They have just over the years, not only the technology side of it, but just the logarithm that allows a rating to be a true rating is pretty solid. I mean, obviously there's going to be some, some quirks and, and, and kind of a margin for error in there, but it's not so much a margin for error. It's, it's, it's a margin that allows your playability. If I had a knee injury and I didn't play as well, my record's not going to be as strong. Yeah. So it, it's actually worked out to where it's pretty solid. And there's a grievance process. There's a, there's, you can even go in there and, and basically you know, click a button that's going to allow a committee to look at your rating, and they will dive into your medical history if you had something go on. Wow. Or maybe even somebody's looking to go up you know, type of thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's worked out to be a pretty good process overall. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm mostly now. just uh, ribbing you a little bit. I've heard, I've, I've heard those complaints courtside a handful oh, of times, sure. and I just want to be like, oh, shut up and play. Just go yeah, play. I always tell everybody there's no magic button. They can call me, and I just can't push a button. Sorry. <laughs> Jeff, for about 10 minutes, I'll be a 5-0, and then uh, for the rest of the time, I'm like, I don't even know why this guy's even out here. So it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter sometimes. Jeff Norton, thanks for joining us today on MPB Season Pass. Happy to do it, guys. Enjoy it. All right. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to be uh, speaking with Margot Coleman with the Mississippi Golf Association. Uh, one more idea that we have there about uh, something really cool that you can give to the sports fanatic in your life here in the state of Mississippi. With uh, Sam Wells, I'm Jay White. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. The ringing of laughter and the mist the laughter he cried. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. I'm Kara Miller. Every week on Innovation Hub, I talk with the thinkers, researchers, and visionaries who are crafting our future. Tune in to hear conversations about how tribalism shapes us, what new research on obesity reveals, how chicken changed America, and why math class should be reinvented. Coming Sunday, January 8th at noon, here Innovation Hub on MPB Think Radio. As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news. Listen every day. Do you have kids? Chances are good that you've embarrassed them. Those new dance moves you were practicing when their friends came over? 
driving them to school in that old car? Hi, I'm Kai Rizdahl, the host of Marketplace, and I don't want you to give up your groove, but might I suggest donating that old car to this station? You'll save your kids some embarrassment, and if you upgrade to a newer model, you could be the coolest parents ever. Go to mpbonline.org and find the contribution link on our homepage. We appreciate your support of our programs. Happy Holidays from Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. So thankful that you're with us on this Thursday morning. Going to go right back to it. Today's show, and we hope if you've uh, joined us late or missed some of it, uh, that you uh, go and get uh, the podcast. Just search for MPB Season Pass. And also you can find uh, 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 audio, thankfully no video, but audio on demand of uh, all of our episodes on our website, mpbonline.org, you can also download the uh, MPB Public Media app. It's free in the iTunes and the Google Play Store, and uh, you can listen to it anytime that you want to right there, as well as the uh, live, uh, the Listen Live button there. So let's go to Margo Coleman on the phone with us now from the Mississippi Golf Association. Margo, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, what we've been talking about today is great Christmas gifts that you can give to the sports fanatic in your life who's got every uh, shirt, cap, visor, jacket, trinket, anything you can slam a logo on, they've already got it. So, you know, no no use in buying more of that stuff for them. So trying to think outside of the box. And there's a lot of great things that you can do uh, for uh, the, the sport of golf in the state of Mississippi with the uh, with the Mississippi Golf Association. That's right. That's right. We um, we bought, we've got our 2017 uh, membership uh, registration um, open and available, and and we have a number of people that will do the junior golf, the MJGA membership for their kids for next year, um, and we can send them something that they can um, wrap up or, or put under the tree for them. Uh, our Masters Club membership, which gets you a um, a handicap index, the ability to post scores, and and you could give somebody. A handicap index for Christmas. So you could do our Masters Club. It's thirty dollars. Um, we also have several associate memberships: silver, gold, and platinum. If you've got somebody that plays a lot of tournament golf and Mississippi Golf Association State Championships, that's a great gift because they get a twenty-five dollar credit. Um, there's there's one for silver, and then you get uh, a couple extra for gold and and for platinum. Those are great gifts. Um, we also have a giving um, a giving program right now that we're doing. Um, the Mississippi Golf Association is a 501c3, and our Junior Golf Foundation is also a 501c3. And so you can give a gift um, in honor or in memory of someone to either um, one of those organizations. So that's kind of a neat. Um, there's lots of charities, you know, that are are soliciting people for end of the year, but. We don't get any tax dollars, so we have to raise all of our operating um, expenses. And um, 
the one neat thing is you can honor people or um, you can remember people. And we've had a number of, of fantastic golfers who passed away this year, so that's a great way to, to remember them. Yeah. And and also, uh, if you just have a if you have a golf fanatic or a golf nut in your family, you could just if you wanted to, you could just make a gift to the association right. in that person's name. And I don't name, know how right. you could. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what would be much better of a gift there. Right, and we've had a couple of people do it for some some of our junior golfers. So well, that was kind of neat um, to to see that they had had done some gifts to junior golf in honor of our junior golfers. So. So I thought that was uh, that that was very cool. Um, we've got uh, you know all the golf fanatics definitely have probably more than they need. Uh, but if there was something specific, I would say make sure that you shop local. Go to your local club and your local pro shop. Absolutely, um, they're they're competitive with the big box stores. There's no shipping. You walk out with it in your hand. If it's a special order thing, I know that they'll order it you know, and, and get it in for you. So um, I definitely would say if, you, if you've if you got a, a hardcore golfer that you're looking for something that really goes shop local because we need to support our local clubs throughout the state, whether it's a visor, it's a golf balls, golf gloves, gift certificate, you know, golf bag, those are great gifts too. So that's a great definitely point, support, and and also you support local. Yeah, and you get input from uh, you know from people right. who really, really, and truly know what they're talking about, and uh, won't lead you in the wrong direction. So uh, tell right. folks how they can uh, be involved if they want to, and uh, look more into possibly uh, striking up a relationship with the Mississippi Golf Association. It, the best place is to go to our um, our website, which is missgolf.org. And on there, we've got links. If you go to uh, online registration, you can uh, can do an online uh, registration for any of our memberships. Our junior golf is $60. Our master's club is 30 That's perfect for anybody, male or female. Um, and then our silver, gold, and, and platinum are, are also under the, uh, the Mississippi Golf Association tab. There's a principal form that you can send in and with a check if you prefer prefer that. Uh, we've also got some sh- uh, social media channels. We've got uh, Twitter is uh, Miss Golf Association. Uh, we've got Junior Golf Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook. So, um, well, Mar- we're out there. Absolutely, you are, Margo. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We really do appreciate it. You're so welcome. Y'all have a Merry Christmas and uh, have a Happy New Year. You do the same, Margo Coleman, Mississippi Golf Association. Another great idea there. I also want to mention before we get out of here, we've got just a couple seconds left. Jackson Touchdown Club does great meetings every week uh, for about a 10-week session in the fall. Uh, Dan Mullen, Jackie Sherrill, uh, Tony Hughes, Jay Hobson, Bill McGillis, uh, Wesley Walls, and more. We're just guests this year. Call it at 601-506-3186. We'll see you next week. This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Information on how to make good health.